Routines are there to help us get from point A to point B. You know, we have our morning routines, we have our evening routines, we have our work routines, we have our family routines. They're only interested in helping you get from where you are to where you want to go. That's a routine. Rituals have absolutely no interest in helping you get from point A to point B. What they're interested in doing is actually slowing you down and make meaning. And the word meaning actually means the etymology of the word. It means a way to remember. So when you're making meaning, what you're actually trying to do is remember something. And so rituals, that's what they're interested in. They're not interested in helping you get from A to B. They're helping you make something more meaningful. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today I'm excited to have Day Schildkret as my guest. Day's an award-winning queer author, an artist, ritualist, and a teacher internationally known for morning altars which BuzzFeed calls a celebration of nature and life. With nearly 100,000 followers on social media, Day has worked for close to two decades with thousands of individuals, communities, and organizations to help heal the culture through a meaningful and creative response to marking personal and collective change. Day is the founder and principal instructor of the Morning Altars Practitioner and Teacher Training, He's the author of Morning Altars, a seven-step practice to nourish your spirit through nature, art, and ritual, as well as a newer book, Hello Goodbye, 75 Rituals for Times of Loss, Celebration, and Change, which has hit Amazon's number one book list in three categories. You can find out more about Day at MorningAltars.com and DayShildcret.com and his handle on Instagram and Facebook is at Morning Altars. Day, thanks for joining me today. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's start with what drew you to the mission that you're on. What made you start focusing your efforts on teaching others how to live meaningful lives? Well, I think that first and foremost, I was taught that way as a kid. So, you know, I grew up in a family and in a community. I come from a Jewish culture. And my culture and traditions really have a lot to say about meaning making. And, um, and so a lot of our meaning is calendrically based. So we go through the year and different seasons have different meanings. Um, and, they have, and they ask different things of us. They ask different things of, of what we're here to do together. Um, for instance, like our fall holidays and rituals are very different than our springtime ones. And so, so, you know, that, that's where it was rooted and planted inside of me. And then I'd say the other, where it really started to sprout was out of need. And, um, and you mentioned morning altars and that's a practice that I've been doing now for over 12 years. And that, that ritual practice actually was born from my father's death. 
Um, and I was trying to make sense of it. You know, if you've had loss, like I have, um, it's very disorienting and it can almost feel sometimes like things don't make much sense and the grief can be overwhelming. And so my practice was to take this dog that I adopted from my father and to go for a walk with her. And we would go into nature in the park near my house. And I would sit down and I just would like rearrange the leaves and the branches on, you know, under this tree. And for some reason, it really helped me make sense of the loss. And so I kept doing that. And, um, and it became an international movement of people that now I teach a teacher training about it. I, you know, tens of thousands of people I've taught over the years and wow. it helps them mark moments in their lives. And I know that we're here to talk about retirement and that's a very important milestone moment to mark. And we will kind of get to that. Um, but I'd like to go first through a little bit of a, a primer on rituals and change, if, sure. if you will. Um, first question Happy I'd like to, to ask is what's the difference between a ritual and a routine? Great question. Actually, in my in Hello Goodbye, I wrote a chapter about it. Um, if you look to the word, the word gives a clue. I'm an etymology junkie. I love etymology. I love to know the roots of things. And if you look to the word routine, it's telling you exactly what it is because the word route is in it or root, however you pronounce it. And so routines are there to help us get from point A to point B. You know, we have our morning routines, we have our evening routines, we have our work routines, we have our family routines. They're only interested in helping you get from where you are to where you want to go. That's a routine. Rituals have absolutely no interest in helping you get from point A to point B. What they're interested in doing is actually slowing you down and make meaning. And the word meaning actually means the etymology of the word it means a way to remember. So when you're making meaning, what you're actually trying to do is remember something. Remember something important. Remember something, someone that you've lost. Remember, remember something that you did. Remember where you are. It's trying to help recollect your memories. And so rituals, that's what they're interested in. They're not interested in helping you get from A to B. They're helping you make something more meaningful. That's really interesting. I like that. And yeah. Because I, I, I know when I think of rituals, I think of uh, maybe the church and things that go on on a routine basis. And, and that's all trying to make, you know, make religion more meaningful to the people that are there and making their lives more meaningful. I like but, that. Yeah. And, and rituals are, you know, they predate religion. I mean, we've, people have been doing rituals before religion and, and people are doing rituals even that they don't belong to any kind of religion. And, you know, having grown up Jewish, we did, you know, my whole thing is based on religion, but it's like rituals are, are a part of the people's imagination. They're not necessarily, you know, they don't have to be connected to anything religious. It's just about meaning. Right. Right. So, Many people don't really know what to do when, when there's changes in their life. Um, like you talked about the death of your father or other big, big loss or big, big changes. Yeah. Why, why do you think we struggle with change so much? And, and how can ritual play an important role in, in helping us? <clears throat> we struggle with change because we're in a culture that resists it. So it's not a personal, it's not personal. You're in an actual culture that is constantly looking. I mean, we're in, we're in a culture that values youth, number one, right? And it values, it doesn't not value, like as people change, 
as you know, you lo start losing your hair or you start going gray or you start getting wrinkles, I mean, you become less valuable. We're looking for, for people and things that remain unchanged. And so, you know, and, like if you look at the pandemic, for instance, people were constantly trying to go back to normal, right? We don't want to be changed. We want things to remain the same. We want things to be normal. We want things to be regular. But that's not the reality of life. The reality of life is that it's always changing. It's always impermanent. So what that does is it makes our population as people of this culture almost in, we're, we're like amateurs when it comes to change. And so something happens, something changes, and most of the time, either we resist it, we hide from it, or we don't know what to do in the face of it. And so part of my mission is, I mean, I'm really onto what I call a ritual renaissance. I want there to be a renaissance of rituals because there's a way of being in relationship to change that's not scary and not resistant, but that's deeply meaningful and possibly even beautiful. And change really needs us to approach it with wonder. And that's really something, that's, that's a skill. And we can get good at wonder. And ritual helps us do that. You know, to actually look at our life. For instance, I know that we're not talking about retirement yet, but to look at our, you know, if, if we've been in a job for a long time when we retire, you know, to really wonder, like, where did, the, where did those years go? And how did it get to be at this point? And what do I do next? And these big questions that we have about our lives the key skill is wonder. It's not trying to find an answer. It's not shame. It's not whatever it is. You know, it's really just the question is like, how did it become this way? And how has it been? And what could it be? And these are big questions. And milestone moments require us to ask big questions. They, they demand it, actually. I like that. I guess what you're saying is that change is normal. So for us to be having a normal life, there's going to be change all the time. It's, I would say change is, change is constant. And for us to be, it, for us to, to actually change, we need to be in good relationship with change. We need to change as life changes. Yeah. So I've gone through your book, uh, Hello, Goodbye. And one of the chapters, as you mentioned, it deals with retirement. And yeah. that's definitely a time of big change in most people's lives, if not everybody's. Um, I read your rituals around retirement and, and there's three of them, the leaving, betwixt and between and the return. Yeah. And I was hoping that you could talk about each of them and, and why each of them is important. Yeah, sure. Well, first and foremost, the reason that I created three rituals is because I actually see retirement to be what it's called the rites of passage. Um, and you're passing from something and you're passing into something else. Um, and when there's a rites of passage, there's often a reassessment of purpose. Like I was, and, and identity. I was this person. Who am I now? I had this purpose. What do I do now? I worked at this place. Where do I go now? Right? It's big questions get raised up again. And most of the time, most of us, We've only been on this side of the passage, on this side of the of in our reality. So we don't know how to answer those questions because we've never been on the other side, right? So if you think of it like you're on one piece of land, there's a bridge and there's another piece of land and you're walking through the bridge, right? And that bridge moment is an opportunity for introspection, remembering, 
listening, wonder, all of these things that are not about productivity. They're about reception. They're about dreaming, right? And so I frame this as a rites of passage. Rites of passage have three steps always. They have the departure. They have the, um, the in-between, the ordeal sometimes it's called. And they have the return. Yeah. And so the departure is you're departing where, where you've been, your normal life, at thing, as things as you know it. This ordeal means you undergo some kind of transformation, something that, that requires you to really look at things. And then the return is you go back to the same place that you came from, but you're a different person. You're not the same person. You have a different purpose. You're not in the same purpose. So that's the big framing for how I frame the chapter. And I call this ritual the renewing your purpose rituals. And the first one is the leaving. And this one is about essentially gathering your, your colleagues or your friends or your family together and to actually raise up a glass of wine or if you're, if you're not a drinker, a mocktail or something. And your guests are pouring it for you, asking you a question about your work life in order to raise up remembering that could happen in that moment. So let me give you an example. So there's seven rounds to this, to raising up a glass. And the first round is the theme of it is commemorate, commemorate. And the first guest pours the first glass. And the prompt of this ritual is, I remember when, and I want to forget when. And it's, you start with your story. How did your years in the workforce begin? Who did you work with in those early days? What were your responsibilities? What were experiences and jobs do you wish you never had? Are there embarrassing stories or unfortunate events that you want to share? You know, like it's an opportunity for you to really commemorate that time. The second round is about celebration. I'm celebrating my fill in the blank and I'm regretting my fill in the blank. So you, this is an opportunity for you to really raise up a glass about your accomplishments. What did you do that you're most proud of? What did you build, write, invent, achieve? What do you regret not doing? Name the big wins and the big losses during your career. So on and on, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there's seven rounds of that. And, and so that's the first part of it. That's the first part is this like raising up, really remembering. The second part is called the betwixt and the between that you named. And this one is very much about introspection. This has nothing to do with your friends. This is time away. Yeah, so maybe you want to go on a vacation or on a cruise or you want to take time in a cabin or you just want to take walks on the beach. But this ritual is really about using your capacity for awe and wonder and self-discovery. And so there's, there's six weeks. And you, I said you could do this in six days, if, six months. But I, put, I did it as six weeks. And every week is a journaling question. You really, because this is about renewing your purpose. What are you here to do? Yeah. And so the first question is, who have I been and what have I done? The th second question is, 
who do I want to be and what do I want to do? The third is how did I value myself and how am I valuable now, etc. Okay, so these are like really reflective questions and I, I put them in relationship with nature, ways to be in nature and to reflect on ourselves. I know I'm talking a long time, but I just want to get to the last, the last round. So the last round is the same kind of thing as the first round. You gather your people together again, and you're basically sharing what you were thinking about while you were away. And so those are about filling a pitcher and having your hands washed. That's the ritual. And the first one is I realized that during times of sitting with these questions, what did you notice? What were you curious about? And the second question is, I see myself changing. And then you share all the ways you notice yourself changing. How are things different? How are things, what, what did you learn? The third question is, I'm choosing. Where do you feel needed? What direction are you inspired to go in? What are you recommitting to? And so these questions are helping you to be witnessed. Because sometimes when we change, we might feel different but we need other people in our lives to see us as different. And that really helps us change. And so this is a very much of a gathering your people together, witnessing you leaving your job on your own, and really reflecting on certain questions about where you wanna go, and then coming back with the same group of people and having them witness the ways that you are choosing to change your purpose. I really like the, uh, the beginning part where you, you kind of go over the good things that happened and the bad things that happened. It's so important to remember it all, I think. Definitely. To, you know, to make it all part of you before you decide, you know, what it is you're going to do next. Yeah. And I find um, I've run into a lot of people who say they don't want to retire because their job is their life. And mm -hmm. I, I really think that this is the kind of thing that would, that could change that for them. If, if they were, willing or receptive to going through the process because I, I have a feeling a lot of people probably are hesitant to try to step into something like this because it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. It's, it's work, but it's also, it's actually more work to, re to fight this process. Yeah. So it's more work to be in your life unchanged when life is asking you to change. That's more work actually. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's like looking at ourselves and reflecting on our lives and considering what's next and how do we want to change and all. Sure. That takes a lot of work to do, but resisting change, believe me, I've done it. It's, it actually takes way more work and it's, and it tears at the soul. You know, I'm going to tell you a story of a woman that retired that I interviewed for this book. She was at her job for 30 years a long time these days my generation we're not we don't do that she was at her job for 30 years and she retired and for two years after her retirement she was waking up every day at like five in the morning with a panic attack with anxiety she would wake up thinking that she was late for work or that her job her boss was going to be mad at her or she had a report due and so i interviewed her and we were i was listening to the story and she was saying, I don't know what to do. You know, like, I don't want to feel this way. And I said to her, you're, you have retired, but your psyche still thinks you're in your job. And, you know, and I said, did you do any kind of retirement ritual? And she said, not really. And I said, 
you know, you might retire and you did a, a few things that like that acknowledge that, but in your psyche, your psyche actually does not, did not get the memo. <laughs> so ritual is the way to reach the depths of us. It's the way that we can reach the parts of us that can't be reached in our normal lives. And so I said, would you be willing to do a little ritual to mark the fact that you retired? And she said, absolutely. And so I guided her through a little ritual that she could do with her friends and family to just acknowledge 30 years. That's a huge part of her life. She offered to one job and then she stopped, right? And she didn't do anything. So in that ritual that I gave her, she, she got to acknowledge all of the ways that she gave her life to this job. She gave her life force to this job. And she got to really dream into what the next part of her purpose would be with her friends. And witnessing, by the way, is a very important part of ritual. It's to, be, to actually be witnessed as someone who's changing is a very important thing to do. Sure, you can do a ritual by yourself, but, but more often than not, it's really important to have other people witness you as you cross that threshold, because some things are too big to do by ourselves. Leaving a 30 year job is that's a big deal. She needed a lot of people to hold her as she walked over that threshold. And of course, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of stories that resolve so neatly, but this one did. She stopped waking up at five in the morning with anxiety because she, some part of her really got that she was changing. That's amazing. I guess maybe at a, a much more simplistic uh, realm, it's the same thing when you, uh, I know for me, when I'm dreaming, sometimes I'm back in university and I've forgotten assignments and I'm, I'm all stressed out and it comes back routinely that yeah. I haven't finished what I've done. Yeah. I'm sure I'm finished university. I'm, I'm past that. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I called the book, Hello, Goodbye is because rituals, they really are meant to sit at this, these times in our lives when something new is coming in and something old is, is leaving. And, you know, in those moments, because we're in a culture that doesn't really understand change, we just kind of plow through or ignore or, you know, we don't really slow down at these moments of hello and goodbye. But that's actually what is being asked of us. When there's something new happening or there's something old leaving, we need to slow down to mark those moments so that we can know where we are, who we are, when we are. Like, we need orientation. When life changes, it's very disorienting. So ritual gives us orientation. It helps us slow down. It helps us gather people in around us. It helps us ask big questions. Because we need to know, you know, because in our normal lives, we don't have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. So this is the way we can. So along that, those lines, then, if if someone was uh, already retired, things are, are going well for them, and they've decided to make a big move, go you know across the country to a different country, become an expat, this would be a time for some sort of a ritual as well, because they're leaving everything behind and starting something brand new. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole chapter in the book on leaving a home or leaving a country. Yeah. I mean, these are big, these are, these are big milestones, you know, leaving, leaving anything, leaving a marriage, big milestone. 
So, you know, in the book, there's a whole section called rituals for loss uh, and rituals for leaving. And, you know, and, and what they do when we can actually acknowledge that it's something's happening, something big is happening. I'm leaving a big chapter. I'm moving into the unknown. Then we can actually enter into the new chapter with a lot more curiosity, a lot more possibility, a lot more resource. Um, sometimes when we move from something, something old to something new and we don't do that, it can feel like we're a little lost. Um, or we can have regret. So these are ways I keep on using the word orientation. And that's a very, very, that's a result of ritual is we can feel oriented. And then on top of it, we can feel a lot of gratitude. A lot. So if you, uh, if you were going to be talking to someone who um, was heading towards retirement, what, what piece of advice would you give them? I would say, first and foremost, approach it as if you're approaching a major passage, like very, like equal to birth and death and, and moving and, you know, all, whatever it is, approach, approach retirement, like you're approaching something that carries significance that, that it's don't just get to it and try and figure it out. Give yourself a lot of time to approach it. Um, and I would say, do some reflection before. Like, really ask yourself some of the questions that I wrote down in my book, you know, like, really, like, like, remember some of your losses and wins and successes and failures and the colleagues you've worked with and just do a lot, you know, whether that's journaling or ritual. And then there's something that I wrote about in the chapter on leaving a job that I would say is also probably true for a chapter on retirement, which is the importance of gifting. Yeah, so, we, so sometimes when we're approaching these, these big moments, um, it's good to remember that we can't do it by ourselves, that we need others to help us move through those big times. And so they're an opportunity to give back. And so I love, I love folks that actually gift um, the people in their lives, the colleagues, you know, something significant, something important to help them both metabolize the change in themselves and then also to move into the next chapter with joy. And I apologize. There's someone blowing leaves right outside my window right now. <laughs> I can't hear them. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, thanks very much, uh, Dave, for sharing the importance of, of rituals with us today. I think, I think it's something that I felt without understanding was important because it's what I'm kind of trying to help people do, not, not to the extent that you are, but yeah. the idea that retirement means something that you've got to, it does. you've got to plan for it. You've got to, you know, take it in pieces. You can't just kind of step off the curb and be done. It's it doesn't exactly. work that way. And remember, you used the word meaning, and I, I just I said it at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll just say it again for so folks can remember. The word meaning means a way to remember. That's what the word it me, itself means, the etymology. So when we make things meaningful, we actually remember why we did it in the first place. And I think when it comes to retirement, you know, it's those are important questions. Making retirement meaningful 
is in many ways remembering why you chose this in the first place and remembering that will help you move into the next chapter. I like that. I think a lot of people don't remember why they did what they did by the time they get to the end of it. I know. Yeah. And there's heartbreak in that and we're trying to help people. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, is there anything you'd like to share about things going on in your world before we uh, end today? Sure. Um, you know, I do this teacher training every year. I just taught my cohort last night. We, it was an amazing conversation about, um, you know, we're, we're really learning how to do ritual and nature and art. And, you know, I have, I have folks from, I have a hundred people in my current cohort from, um, from about eight different countries around the world. And it's a very, very meaningful experience. So if you, if anything I'm saying today is really resonating with you, consider joining the next cohort because I love, it's a year long teaching experience where you get to really learn with me. Um, and it's, it's life changing. It's really for me as well, but definitely for my cohort. Fabulous. And I'll have the links in the show notes so they can go and they can learn more about um, the teacher training and everything about you. Thanks awesome. very much for, for being with me today, Day. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.